What up, family? It's your boy, Tim Castleman. Welcome to another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. Oh, I'm fired up today. Oh, it's always good to wake up on a Monday morning and just have a ton of fires in your house, right? And we'll get to those in a moment, but I want to share with you how last night went for me because last night was pretty interesting. So I went out, went and hung out with my buddy. I usually do that Sunday nights. We catch up on uh, you know Game of Thrones or whatever else is going on in the world, and we decided to uh, catch the beginning of the final season of Boardwalk Empire. So last night I get a text, right? I get a text from my lovely wife who's like, hey, what time you plan on coming home? Which is rare, because usually Sunday nights I'm like, hey, I'm going out. She's like, all right, I'll see you Monday morning. No big deal. So I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, after we get done hanging out and stuff, why? And she's like, well, you know, I thought maybe you and I could uh, spend a little time, quote unquote, together. And I was like, really? Wow. But, ladies and gentlemen, I did not fall for this. You see, early on in our marriage, I was duped. I was tricked, okay? I was tricked by my lovely and amazing wife. And here's what happened. Early on in my uh, our marital years, Right, we're going to bed. She's got a nine to five at the time. I didn't. Um, so uh, basically, you know, do the whole, you know, hang out with her before she goes to sleep. Hang off to my buddies. And uh, right before I do, she goes, "Hey, hey, I just want to let you know something." She said, "I know you're gonna go smoke a cigar, but I just want you to know when you come back, I'm gonna be showered and ready." And I was like, "Hey, oh!" Like the the lightning bolts go off, the seas part, right? Hell freezes over. I'm like, "Yes, I've heard of this moment." referred to as intercourse, and I cannot wait, right? I cannot wait to try this out and see what all the fuss is about. So I immediately, I'm like, okay, great. So she's like, yeah, as soon as you're done, I'll be showered and ready. So I, I like race over to my friend's house, right? I race over to my friend's house, and I, you know, I, we're smoking a cigar. I smoked a cigar. It's like a Churchill, which is like a seven-inch long cigar. I smoked a cigar in approximately 17 minutes. Like, I'm like, hey, guys, good to see you, good to see you. Look, I, I can't stay very long. You know, I showered and ready at home. Got to smoke the cigar. So I'm like power herfing this cigar. I'm like down on the scotch. I'm like, I don't even care. Like, at this point, I'll walk home. I'm so excited, right? I'm so, so excited. So anyway, long story short, I finish the cigar. I jump in the car. I drive home i don't have to use my hands at all i'm so excited driving home i'm like just a little hip to the left hip to the right make a turn damn there you go i freaking kick the door down like it's a no knock swat warrant right burst through the bedroom door ripping my clothes off hulk hogan style and there she is my beautiful exotic bride pass the fuck out and snoring to the heavens and i'm like whoa i'm I'm so confused so right so i tap her on my forehead on her forehead not using my hands again i'm like i mean i I mean in my defense this thing was so hard it could fucking hunk uh, hunt elk i mean it was it was like what are you doing right like do you need some potholes or notch holes knocked out of the wood great so I'm like, hey, hey, like, what, what are you doing? Showered and ready. And she said, oh, baby. She said, I was. I meant showered and ready for bed. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, if you need me, I'm going to be out back, like, playing with my light sorber. So, uh, so, yeah. So needless to say, when I got the, hey, I'd like to spend some time together, I was like, uh-uh. I'm down with your tricks. I know your voodoo. I'm not going to do it. And lo and behold, when I came home, she was passed out. And this morning she got up and went and did her thing. And I went and did mine. So that is how the week ended. Then this morning I get up to just, you know, fire after fire after fire. 
just crazy after crazy after crazy responsibility. It's just, it's just freaking nuts. It's like I hire this outsourcer to do this very simple job. So simple, in fact, I wrote them the job description. I wrote them the stuff they need to do. I even shot them a video showing it. And do you think they figured it out? Of course not. Of course not. They didn't. So they screwed up. So we have to put that fire out. And then we got fire number two and fire number three. And it's just... It's just crazy. But in the middle of that, I say, you know what? Fuck all that noise. I got to sit down and talk to my people because I've seen some shit, ladies and gentlemen, this week that has just got your old boy Timmy C fired up. And, like, here's the deal, okay? Like, I am sick. I'm just so sick and tired of this industry at times. Like, there's times when I legitimately don't think I have the stomach to be in this industry anymore just because of the shady, crazy shit that, that is going on. Okay, and here's what I mean by that, right? Like, I, I, I'm just so sick of these people that are out there that are these million-dollar coaches and this million-dollar mastermind and this billion-dollar and this, this, and this, this, and this, that. You know, talk about all this fucking money they make when behind the scenes they're like, hey, listen, does anybody know uh, if I can borrow against a 401k? There's, there's a jackass out there right now that has a five-year cash millionaire program that less than a year ago was begging for the community to forgive him because he had less than $1,000 to pay affiliates. So that guy is the guy that's going to teach people on how to be a cash millionaire, right? And, and the sad thing is people fucking buy it. Okay, we just got done a couple of weeks ago with our tripwire training. So we do our tripwire training. Okay, we do our tripwire training, which is basically how to do small information products, do them as lead generation offers, get as many people as possible through the funnel, blah, 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 blah. Right, do it, it's awesome. This weekend I get an email from a guy who goes, hey man, I loved your training. I paid Guru X five figures to set up a sales funnel for me and I didn't even know what a tripwire was prior to doing that. Which just tells me there's people out there all the time that are are not, I don't want to say praying because that's not it, but they're basically like, hey, let me make it done for you. And then I'm, when I make it done for you, okay, we can charge this crazy large price. And then, right, we'll be able to make you successful. And I mean, come on. We all know logically that that shit doesn't exist, right? But here's the thing. Emotionally, we want it to exist. Dan Kennedy says, you know, be the wizard, be af- but be afraid of the wizard. Perry Belcher, he calls it the Buddha. And I think that when I heard him say that, I thought, man, it made perfect sense. We're all looking for Buddhas in our life, okay? And, and what a Buddha is is someone that you can pass the responsibility off to and the blame if something works or doesn't work. So uh, I I talked to you guys about my VA example, right? Well, that's a Buddha, right? I didn't want to do the work. So I pass it off to someone else to do so that the work would get done, okay? And then when the work didn't get done, it's not like I screwed up. It's like, hey, the VA screwed up, okay? We're all looking for Buddhas. Any diet, any weight loss, any fitness, any spiritual thing, okay? I'm not a big religious guy, but a guy like Joel Osteen is in a way like a Buddha, Right? It's like, well, if I listen to Joel and I follow what Joel says, then Joel will get me the results, will get me into heaven. And if not, well, hey, you can't get mad at me because I was just following what Joel said. So instead of going our own path, instead of doing it ourselves, we resort back to the lazy button. Frank Kern taught me this. You know, it's basically imagine a triangle. At the bottom, you have do it yourself. In the middle, you have do it together. And at the top, you have done for you. People always want to go to the top. They want it easy, 
right? They don't want to sit down and have to do the work. And there's nothing wrong with catering to that to a degree as long as you know that the information is helpful, it's viable, and it actually can produce a result. So our book is just crushing it right now. The Creativity Checklist continues to crush it. It continues to be an Amazon bestseller. It's doing very, very well. We're making decent money with it, okay? Okay, actually, you know, for most people, we're making a lot of money. For me, I consider it decent money. Uh, it's, you know, about a hundred and some odd dollars a day. So that's really freaking cool because we have a nice little income stream there and a nice little income source and things are going really well with it. Um, but here's the thing. I sat down, I wrote that thing, I had it edited, I did a cover, you know, I did all that stuff. And because of that, right, it's something that a lot of people would probably not want to do because it's like, what do you mean I have to sit down and organize my thoughts and ideas? And what do you mean that I have to put it out there? And what do you mean I have to promote it? What, you know, it's all these steps that they have to do. And sadly, a lot of people don't want to do those steps, so they start looking for someone else to put the responsibility where it's like, hey, I'm just going to pay the money to this guy. This guy will take care of me, and he will be my Buddha. The problem with that is we get so trapped up on the money aspect of it, okay, that we forget about the lifestyle aspect of it. Here's what I mean. It's like we get wowed by big numbers. I used to too. I used to be like, oh my God, that guy did like $3 million this year. That's amazing. And it does sound amazing. But when you actually look at the books of that person and you realize half of that went to affiliates, so now we're down to 1.5. Then a third of that went to staff. So let's just say we're down to a million. Then, you know, they had another half million in expenses. They're only, right, as I'm doing air quotes, left with about a half million dollars. So it doesn't sound that amazing when you're like, okay, look, yeah, you sell $3 million to make five hundred k. That sounds great. I mean, I would do that, okay? But then you have to look at everything else surrounding it, meaning, okay, what's that guy's lifestyle like? Meaning, is that guy working an hour or two hours a day, or is that guy working, like, ridiculously hard uh, 19 hours a day? I I'll tell you, a little, little secret. Most guys I know doing over seven figures have a large staff in place and... In addition to that, uh, they're working like dogs. You know, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm watching Boardwalk Empire, enjoying my co-host, and uh, they are working, planning out the next offer, mailing stuff because they have to. Like, I saw these guys mail this, like, I don't know, web security thing, uh, webinar this weekend, and I was just like, really? Like, really? Like, it... You needed to make money so bad, you were like, let me tell you this story about this Russian hacker that took over my intro. You know, it's like, come on, seriously? That's that's how you're going to help people out? But they don't do it because they wanted to. They do it because it's like, hey, we got bills to pay. See, when you got a staff of seven, they got to eat. My staff, right, I love them to death, but they just, sometimes I wonder if they just think like, oh man, on Mondays, my, my paycheck just magically appears. I mean, I know we didn't make any money last week, but still, somehow I got paid. So what I would strongly recommend that you do, when you're learning from someone, when you're trying to emulate somebody, when you're thinking, man, I really want to do what person X or person Y is, what you need to do is you need to not only look at their money, Okay, but as my good friend Colin taught me, you got to look at their lifestyle as well. Another thing I've noticed, right? A lot of very successful people are divorced, and I can understand why. Because your business becomes you, or you become your business, and this is where you get the dopamine release, 
right? This is where you get the dopamine release. It's like, oh, I got this dopamine. I got this dopamine button. I got to hit it. I got to hit it. I got to hit it. Oh, man, I sent an email. I got paid. That's a dopamine release. Oh, I posted something on Facebook. Someone liked it. That's a dopamine release. Wow, people like me because I record a podcast and I get drunk on it. That's a dopamine release. So you got to look and say, okay, who's that person out there that not only makes the money I want, but makes the lifestyle that I want as well? I mean, think about this for a second, right? Just think about this. Like, how much is enough? This is a conversation I've been having internally for a while. It's like, how much money is enough for me? How much money do I need to live an amazing lifestyle where I can do what I want, say what I want, enjoy what I want, and not have many restrictions put on me? How much is that? Do I need a big fancy, you know, mansion in the hills next to Kim Kardashian? No. Do I need a Lamborghini to make up for my abnormally small penis? No. You know, do I need to have a summer house and, you know, six houses? No, I don't need that crap. So at what point do you say, ah, you know what? I'm making money to make money just to make more money. You know, can you not leave a legacy with half a million dollars or a quarter of a million dollars that you could with like two or three million? Sure, it may take you longer, but imagine being able to live your life the way that you want to with the people you want to work with and the way that you want to work with them and not be like, well, I have to do this because I have to do this, right? It's not, I don't really like it. I don't support it. I don't whatever, but, you know, I got to make money, so we got to find something to mail. You know, it's a shit product, but I got to make this money, and I got to do what I need to do. That's a terrible way, I think, to live, and I refuse to have my business like that. Instead, I want to offer stuff when I can help people and when it helps people. You know, we're doing really good with this nonfiction stuff. We're going to release some more books, and once we release some more books, then I'll be more than happy to share the process with people. But I want to make sure it's something that's doable and achievable for the majority, not the minority. So what I would caution you against is giving all your power and control to other people, okay, and buying into their lifestyle, or their business instead of their lifestyle. I have a lot of friends that are very successful. I don't want their lifestyle. I just don't. I'm like, man, yeah, I see it. I get it. I, I understand. But now that I've seen behind the curtain, there's no way that I want that lifestyle. I would much rather make less money and have more lifestyle enjoyment or opportunities to enjoy life than I would to make more money and not being enjoying life at all. So I highly recommend that you spend some time looking at the people that you let into your life, the Buddhas, if you will, and see if they match up with your expectations. Now, look, if you want to be that guy who, you know, has a staff in 1900 and freaking does, you know, seven figures, maybe even eight figures a year, that's great. My buddy Ben loves that stuff. You know, he's a, he's great at it or he's great at putting the right people in place. I, I have zero desire to be like him in that instance. There's a lot of great things I learned from Ben. You know, how to treat affiliates really well. Hell, I got a handwritten note from um, somebody on his staff this week, this weekend from when we hung out. I'm like, that's a great touch. Something I would love to do. I should have done that. Those are the things I learned from Ben. Ben actually taught me a pretty cool time management thing that I'm I'm working on. Business-wise, I'm sure you could even learn bits and pieces from him. But ultimately, the bottom line is, I don't want to be 
like him, okay? I just, I just don't. And he probably doesn't want to be like me. Because it's, it's funny. You're, the best way I can describe it is your temperature gauges adjust, okay? So like five years ago, making 1000 bucks online, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty freaking cool. I can't believe it. Now I'm to the point where it's like, what do you mean we only did 25 grand last month? That's because the temperature gauge or the thermostat, if you will, adjust. And because it adjusts your expectations, your lifestyle, your whatever, right? That all happens and changes as a result. So I know people that are making 10x, 25x times the money, but they're not making, uh, a, you know, they're not pocketing any of that cash. They're not putting any of it away for savings or a rainy day. When I was down at the JV Zoo event, talking to guys making five figures a month, and I'm like, what are you doing with the money? They're like, I'm partying, man. I'm having a great time, and I'm blowing it. It's like, dude, that sounds really awesome, but also really sad. One of the guys there, I'm not going to say his name because I didn't ask permission, um, but he, he told me, he's like, oh, man, I totally understand. He goes, I look at my hands every morning when I wake up and think, holy crap, $60 million went through these hands. And that's crazy if you think about that. To be like, ah, $60 million have gone through these hands and what do I have to show for it? Sadly, it's a lot of cases, it's not enough or it's nothing. So find someone who has a lifestyle that you want to live, okay, that has a business that you want to emulate, okay, and then seek out their advice. But don't put total control in their hands because there may be situations that you don't know that impact the results that you can't achieve. So a lot of people resonate with me for one reason or another that you can't emulate, right? There's hopefully only one Two Drink Tim podcast. There's only one Tim Castleman that I know about, except for some time I spent in Japan, but I don't ask too many questions, right? The whole point being, it's very hard for someone to come up and emulate me. Just like it would be hard for me to emulate Frank Kern. Because there's already a guy doing that in the industry. And when you try to emulate somebody like that, then guess what happens? You get called a fake and a copycat and blah, blah, blah. It's just no fun. But you can learn from that person and say, hey, I really like that they do this. Or I really like that they do that. And what I recommend that you do, okay, is you learn from multiple people. Now, one of the biggest things that I want to share with you and stress is you have to take a logical look at what they say and not just accept everything uh, at a blind allegiance level. Here's what I mean by that. Back in the day, I used to, and I still do, love and respect Dan Kennedy. Great marketer, tremendous mind. Um, and back in the day, you know, when I had less money, I'd buy his stuff on eBay. And there'd be resellers of it. They'd have, you know, Dan Kennedy's 1976 Law of Attraction, you know, course or whatever. Uh, whatever, if it said Dan Kennedy on the title, I was buying it. So I would buy it and I'd listen to it. And I would accept it at face value. And the thing about Dan back in his early days is he was an angry son of a bitch. Like that guy just like hated life, hated customers, was angry all the time. Like you could just feel the rage coming through the speakers whenever he talked about that. Well, because I was just like, oh, Dan Kennedy's my Buddha and I'm going to listen to him. Right? Blindly accepting that in a way, in a very small way, I adopted his philosophy 
early on about customers. Now, truthfully, as I've kind of explored myself more, right, during the showered and ready scene, no, I'm kidding, uh, as I've kind of looked in, inward more, right, a lot of my anger had to do with nothing about my business or my customers years ago. It had to do with, you know, practically getting fired from my day job, right? The fact that I was making ridiculous money, but I couldn't uh, seem to attract a quality lady in my life, right? The fact that I had very few friends and the friends that I did have were practically using me, you know, just for like, oh man, you got an RV? Great, well, let's go hang out. Oh, you can't get the RV this weekend? Yeah, that's okay. We don't need to be friends this weekend, right? That's where a lot of that stuff came with. But a lot of it also came with learning the bad habit that Dan Kennedy had where it was like customers are crap, they're shit, they, you know, you should not trust them, you should not have empathy, you should, you know, just be a hard ass about it. And I was like, oh, Dan Kennedy says, you know, I should murder every customer who requests a refund. You know, I must make it so because Dan made it so, right? So here's the thing. You have to keep your eyes open, okay? I love Frank Kern, all right? I love all of my friends that I work with and a ton of people that I learn from. But I always try to look at things from an objective point of view and say, ah, does that make sense? And more importantly, is that something that I'm willing to do? See, nobody really talks about that stuff. Like, they're like, well, just do it, man. Just get outside your comfort zone, right? They make little memes about the real growth is outside your comfort zone. And I agree with that. You should put yourself in situations where you can grow. Nobody asked me to speak at my first event. I just said, hey, you know what, damn it, I'm talking. And I made it happen. Nobody said, Tim, you should do a webinar. Nobody said you should write a best-selling nonfiction book. I just made those things happen. But here's the thing. If you're deathly afraid of talking to other people, right, or the thought of speaking in front of a large group, makes you faint instantly, perhaps, just perhaps, it isn't for you. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't try it, okay? But if you try it, if you, and here's what I do, okay? If there's something new I want to try, I go, okay, I'm going to give it 90 days. If we use it, great. If we don't, fine. We're done with it. 90 days. I used to like doing jujitsu. I was terrible at it. I would get destroyed every time I went. And after 90 days, I thought, you know, I don't like being choked unconscious every day. Uh, I certainly don't like feeling uh, this way, you know, like just sore. And it's like, so I'm, I'm out. Peace out. But I gave it a shot. But here's the thing. If you just know, like, man, every day of my life, uh, the thought of talking to another person sends me into cold chills. Guess what? That's a problem. And what you have to do is you've got to find a workaround for you. Now, you've got to understand, you know, if you don't want to be a Joel Olstein where you've got a YouTube channel and a Facebook and a Twitter and you're doing speaking tours and you pastor a mega church and you do all this other stuff, if you don't want to be that guy, that's fine. But then you also need to understand that you can't get upset when you don't get that guy's results. Right? It's like I can't look at a bodybuilder and be like, why don't I look like him? That guy goes to the gym every day, eats nothing but chicken and rice, you know, does steroids, works out six times a day. I'm sitting here with a DQ blizzard, right, token on this J, right, haven't even seen a gym, don't even know what a gym looks like in two years, eat till four o'clock in the morning. But I don't understand. Why are we not the same? That's where your mind will fuck with you. And that's where you need to get out of your own head. Instead... What you got to do is say, okay, 
I'm not willing to do that, but I'm willing to do this. And because of that, I'm willing to accept a lesser result. Or I'm not willing to accept a lesser result, which means I'm just going to have to do plan B 10 times harder because I don't want to do plan A. My friend Brian Zimmerman wrote a book. I can't even tell you about it. It looks like the most ghetto-ass cover in the history of the world. Okay? It just does. It's on Amazon. Hold on one second. I'm looking for you. Clickety-clack. Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Zimmerman, Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N. Let's just look. What is the name of this book, Brian Zimmerman, that I... This is what success looks like. Oh, he's got a new cover on it. Thank God. The last one looked like it was done in MS Paint. 13 Steps Anybody Can Follow. It's a $2.99 purchase on Kindle. I highly recommend you go pick it up. Also pick up the creativity checklist while you're there. Why not? Okay? But the first chapter asks you a poignant question, which is, what is it that you want and what are you willing to do to achieve that? And it's, it's a question that you've heard before, but really, have you ever sat down and said, look, here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to sit down, right, and write out the words to those questions and say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm willing to do to achieve it. Like me, right? If I didn't want to be su such a roly-poly, then I'd have to sit down and go, well, what is it that you need to do? Well, maybe, just maybe, you need to stop keeping snacks in the house and maybe you need to try this thing called exercise or maybe you just need to go on a strict Atkins or keto or warrior or paleo or low carb or low glycemic or hyperglycemic or hypo low you know whatever whatever crazy fucking fad is out there this week in the diet you know like the urine diet you just drink your own urine and die skinny like that sounds horrible I think I'm going to pass on that but you really need to sit down and say, what are you willing to do? And you know what? I understand for the majority of you, you're not willing to do jack shit. Now, that may upset you. You may be like, that's not true, Tim. But really, really, I mean, if you've been doing this for, I don't know, over 12 months, and you're not at least working on something to make you money, chances are you really don't want to do it. You can hem and haw and, you know, slack you all you want about, no, 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 Tim, I really do. I stopped listening to people's words a long time ago, and now I just focus on their actions. Because their words lie, but their actions don't. Okay? So if I'm like, listen, guys, listen, I want you guys to support me. I really, really, really want to lose weight. And then you see me never going to the gym, never eating right, drinking like a fish, smoking too much you know, doing the 3 a.m. munchie run, well, then my actions clearly dictate what my words refuse to. And it's okay if you're in this for entertainment. It's frustrating as hell to me because I try to work on something, I try to make it simple, easy to understand, and then I show it to you and you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I totally see it, man. It makes perfect sense. I love it. It's great. No, I'm not going to do that. You're like, what? But I, don't, I thought you said you wanted to learn how to write a kid's book. No, no, I do. I totally want to. I did. I want to be the world's greatest children's book author ever. I'm like, great. Okay, so here's how you do it. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I got it, man. I got it. I see what you're saying. I understand that. Right? But I don't want to do that. You're like, all right, well, um, then you're not going to get any of the results. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, I got it. I got it. I know. No results. Understand. Yeah, but I still want to be a children's book author. And then you just shut the conversation off. You're like, all right, this person clearly is a 
retard. So what I would do is this, okay? If you're just getting started or you're trying to take your business to the next level, because that's where I am. I'm like, man, I'm doing really good, but I probably could use a Buddha or someone in my business to kind of help me take me to the next level, maybe help me on this specific point, this deal. I'm not going to look at the money they make from it, because that's nice, but I want to talk about their lifestyle as well. It's like, well, Tim, you know, look, I can show you how to be a cash millionaire in five years. It's like, okay, how do I do that? Or, and more importantly, how, you know, tell me about your lifestyle. How's your wife and kids? I don't know. I haven't seen them in months. Fuck them. Like, okay, well, that's not going to work for me, you know? How's your, how's your fitness level, right? Who, tell me who won the Cowboys game last week. Mental note, it's never the Cowboys. Never. They were horrible, apparently. I don't know. I watch one football game a month, and that was the one I watched, and I was like, okay, well, they suck, just like always, apparently. But you really have to sit down and ask yourself that question. What is it that I want, and what am I willing to do? And then you got to go out and test it. Right, at the beginning of the month, I was like, I want to walk every day for 15 minutes. Well, guess what? Friday I didn't walk. Saturday I didn't walk. Sunday I didn't walk. Monday. Today is Monday. Well, guess what? Apparently, I didn't want to walk for 15 minutes. So now I look at my calendar and go, well, let's see. I did four days last week. Maybe I want to walk four times a week or five times. Try that out and change it. Try that out and change it. And then after a certain number of times, maybe 90 days perhaps, if I'm not happy with my progress, maybe that's not what I really want to do. You know, for me, it's like I hate working out. I do. I just, I, I don't know why. I just hate working out. So it's like, well... If I'm going to lose weight, i got to control it with diet, which means eggs, meat, and cheese are going to be really, really popular to me for a while. So spend the time, sit down, ask yourself, what do I want? What am I willing to do? What am I willing not to do? What am I willing to sacrifice? Because that's the harder question. Because it's not just about addition, it's also about subtraction. It's like, Tim, look, I really want to write a book, but man, I'm so busy. It's like, well... Tell me about the real housewives in Atlanta. Oh, Tim, you won't, you know, when I was watching the season marathon on Sunday, you know, all 19 hours, you know, Laquita and Shaquita just stabbed each other. Like, what? Like, that didn't happen. I watched the show. I watched that show. It didn't happen. But maybe you got to give that shit up, right? Maybe you can't be an amazing spouse or parent every single day. And you got to go, hey, Wednesday nights, that's mommy's time or daddy's time. Maybe you got to put a sign on the door that says podcast recording, knock only if dying. Maybe you got to tell friends, right? Just, just like before I got on this podcast, right? My assistants say, all wanted to talk to me. I got affiliates that want to talk to me. My wife's calling me, right? And it's like, no, I'm busy. I'm doing something else, okay? I need to do that first, and then I'll address the rest of these fires. Because here's the thing, people are going to, not intentionally, but they're going to try and, and test that. Like, okay, you know, hey, we need to know, we need to know. It's like, no, it's like, you have to put it out there and say, no, me first, you second, and then I'll be more than happy to deal with everything else. And when you do that, yes, you're going to upset some people, but you got to remember, if you don't make it a priority in your life, nobody else is going to make it a priority for you. And with that, I'm out. That's another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out. By the way, I promised you, if you listen this far, um, that we're going to put a Facebook group together. We have done that. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash Tim. Again, facebook.com 
Two Drink Tim. Do that, okay? And you'll find our Two Drink Tim podcast group. Feel free to join. We're going to be talking about a bunch of crap in there, right? We're going to talk about Kindle. We're going to talk about online marketing, offline marketing, outsourcing, you know, sports, drinks, cigars, whatever. It's just a place for listeners and readers and fans to kind of hang out. I'll be in there a bunch trying to add content. Hope that you will as well. And above all, I appreciate you so much for listening to the Two Drink Tim podcast. I got to go put out some fires. So until next time, I'll see you soon.